When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I am your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Another week, another dollar. It's Monday. Let's fucking get it. I'm so excited for this week. First of all, if you're not a part of the Patreon club, please join. It's a lot of fun. Pick any tier that you want. There's like four or five different tiers. They all get free exclusive uh, videos and fun shit patreon.com forward slash jesse may motherfucking peluso actually it's just patreon.com forward slash jesse may peluso not jesse may motherfucking peluso i don't know what where that'll take you maybe go on that journey and get back to me <laughs> but i also appreciate you guys leaving rates and reviews on the itunes so if you have a moment go to itunes apple itunes and leave us a review and if you leave a negative review, you really need to do some self-assessing, some self-inventory as to why you want to put negativity on a public platform instead of like just messaging me personally. Because I feel like if you put a negative review, you don't really want to have a conversation about it. You just want to bitch. And in that case, get a fucking podcast, you know? Get a fucking podcast. Oh, who's that? Is that my mom? Nancy. She's telling me not to fucking yell at my fans. Well, if you're leaving a negative review, I don't know that I can call you a fan. I don't know that that's, that's what I can do, you know, but please get a podcast if you have negative things you want to say and say them there. Or if you have something constructive, please feel free to email me at sharptonguepodcast at gmail.com and I will consider your constructive criticism. But for all purposes, positive. Keep your negative comments to your motherfucking self. <laughs> and thank you to everybody else who took time out for real. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. We're going to have a fun episode today. I'm going to get into our Dr. Peluso questions. This is a Dr. Peluso episode. If you're like, what the fuck is Dr. Peluso? Every Monday on my Instagram story, I provide a little bit of like a give and take, like a Q&A with my fans where you can ask me anything and I will give you my advice based off of my, you know, 37 years on earth. But I guess I can't really give you advice prior to me being like 12 years old because what have I really fucking done in those years to give you any sort of real advice? But if you go to my Instagram story every Monday... I do this Dr. Peluso thing, and it's a lot of fun. And I decided, because I can't get to all the questions, that I would compile them into a podcast episode for you. So I will be answering a bunch a bunch of questions. A bunch. I will be answering a bunch of questions. I will be making it worthwhile. <laughs> I sound like an asshole. Today, speaking of asshole, it's a solo episode. Just me. You guys are with me. Today, no guest. I am your guest. We're going to be doing Q&As, the Dr. Peluso segment, and we're also going to be doing some Carpe DMs, bitch. Let's have some fun. Don't forget to check out the Patreon club, patreon.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. 
Also, thank you to Absolute Extracts for keeping me lifted and elevated through this quarantine. Cannabis virus day, fuck, month four? Holy hell. What day is it? What time is it? I have no idea. I really don't. So much has changed. I feel like a year's worth of occurrences have happened in the past couple months. Let's get into it. Let's fucking get into it. It is a Sharp Tongue podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode with yours truly, Jesse motherfucking May Peluso. It means big and hairy in Italian. Google it. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. We are here. Woo! What a week. What a week. Fuck that. What a couple months. I don't even know what day, quarantine day it is. It's month four. Does that sound about right? It's been a wild ride, man. The times are dividing us, and and we got to come together, please. Can we come together? We need to come together. But maybe not. Maybe, Maybe this is the way it's all supposed to go. Maybe this is the way it's all supposed to go, and we wouldn't even have realized our impending doom until two generations from now when they've got artificial intelligence in the White House as a president and... They're like, yeah, that's where their destruction began, right there. The moment that the Kardashians went viral. That's that's when it all went fucking downhill. <laughs> I think these times have really divided people into a bunch of different groups. You know, like, who are you? Are you the one that's not paying attention and you just want to get back to having your fucking latte? I just miss my pumpkin spice macchiato facchiato latte. Is that you? Are you... The one that's out there protesting, boots to gravel. Are you the one that just can't wait to get back to work? Have you lost your job? Have you lost your house, your husband, your wife, all of the above? These times are the ones that are dividing and defining us. Who am I? I've been asking myself that. Who am I? Because I don't want to be ignorant. Ignorance isn't bliss. And that's what I think we're realizing now, that ignorance isn't bliss, man. Not in these times, not when people are really struggling, not when people are dying. We've got to like really realize that there are systems that are unfair and, and inconsistent and we have to do something about it. Now, I, I do think, I do know that there is racial discrimination. There are discrepancies. There are disparities. All of the terrible D's. None of the good D's. <laughs> There's a lot of unfairness. There's a lot of, you know, disadvantages to have with just having a certain skin color. That's a reality. I think we can say that's a fucking reality. And as a woman who's already experienced different inconveniences just because I have a pussy, 
I can't imagine being a black woman in this in this culture, in this society. And I say that from the perspective that I've had watching it, seeing things happen, you know, witnessing it with my own two fucking blonde haired. Well, it's dyed. You know, my roots are dark. Hello. Hello, truth coming through in quarantine. But you fuckers knew that anyways. I always have roots. I'm not afraid to show my truth. I always have roots. But that's that's coming from the side of this blonde-haired, brown-eyed, white chick. I've seen it. I've seen it go on in society. It's real. Systemic racism is real. And we do need to talk about it more. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it because there's, there's babies. There's children. We got little children running around. We, we have to make it better for them. You know, I had this conversation with my girl, actually, who got me this jacket that I'm wearing. If you're listening and you want to watch, you already know you got to go to the Patreon page. Join the club, patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Paluso. It means big and hairy, bitch, in Italian. But this jacket is so dope. It's got uh, Jesus's psychedelic on the back. Jesus is psychedelic. But I had this conversation with my girl, Jackie Stang, from Meet Delic about all of this about everything that's going on. And I think one of the problems is living in the moment. That cliche has really fucked us up. You got to live for the moment, man. You got to live in the moment. Living in the moment is what's got us in this scenario. Not really seeing what's going on and thinking about the future is what's gotten us in this scenario. We can no longer live in the moment. We need to live in the fucking future and think about what's going on then, not now. We can't just be in our bubbles anymore. Living in the moment is only convenient if you get all of the rights and equality that, that this country has to offer. It's not convenient for those who don't, i.e. black people and Native Americans and Mexicans and Asians. If you're not white, it's not convenient for you to live in the moment. So we've got to sort of step out of our comfort zone. We've, it's been a big nap. It's been a big nap. For, for a lot of us in a lot of different areas of our lives, careers, a lot of different, you know, socioeconomic statuses are feeling the brunt of what's going on now because we've had it so good for so long. But now we're feeling it. Big businesses are feeling it. Yeah, fuck them. Well, they're still made up of people. Small businesses are feeling it. We've got to take care of small businesses. I feel like that's what this country is built on. But... I feel a responsibility to voice my opinion because I have this platform that is a valuable commodity to have in life. To be able to have a platform where people will listen, where people will pay to listen, where people will take time out of their day. You know, I'm sure there are mothers and, and people who are working. I know a lot of you working overnight listening and working long hours and nurses. You guys have all reached out to me, and, and I know that I have an opinion and I and I it's important for me to use my platform to speak it. And here's the thing. Just because I'm a comedian doesn't mean I'm not a human. <laughs> I think you fuckers forget that. Cuz sometimes when I try and say something it's like, "Oh, you just stick to the jokes." Okay. And then when I go to the jokes, you're like, "Oh, don't you ever think about anything real?" Well, what well, fuck you? Let me say what I want to say. Let me say what I want to motherfucking say. And I think it's important for people to have access to, to the news that is 
not politically funded, that isn't funded by big business, and it's hard to find that. It's hard to find news outlets that don't have, you know, billions of dollars or millions of dollars in their pockets funded by politicians and companies. Where do you go? I mean, I had to ask myself that. Where am I getting my fucking news? You know where I get my news? Rogan. (laughs) I get my news from Rogan. I do. I trust him and Sam Tripoli. So I'm kind of in the middle because it's like a well-informed person and and also well-informed conspiracy theorist person. But there's value in all of that. You know, I need a little bit of a break from from the heaviness of reality when I'm reading these news stories. But media is so polarized by companies and politicians with their own invested interests that you you can't really trust it all. You can't trust the overtly liberals and you can't trust overtly conservatives. You've isn't there like a middle ground? Isn't there like a can't can't we just have an unbiased news source? So I've I've done some digging and I found some resources and places that I feel like I can at least get some news without it feeling like it's coming with some ulterior motive. Some, you know, some other goal. I ju- I just want the truth. I guess it's a hard thing to get in today's society. <laughs> but then again, it's not because of social media. And that's what we're, real- we're realizing, that it's, it's so much harder to, to lie because of the videos. I mean, the videos are telling the truth, man. The videos are... The videos are fucking painful to watch. And we need to watch it as a, as a people. We need to fucking watch it, man. Because those aren't deep fakes. The videos that we're watching are not deep fakes. And I've seen it, like I said, with my own two eyes, I've seen it happen. And we have to speak out about it. But we also... While there is racial disparity, there are racial disparities and extreme, like the, the difference in the gap between white and black people is apparent. It's apparent in our healthcare system. It's apparent in our, in our job hiring, uh, the way we hire people on, uh, for, for jobs. The disparity is apparent there. It's apparent in how you're treated just shopping and being out in life as a human, I've fucking seen it. We've all seen it. But there's also something else going on that I think is happening. And I I hope that a laser doesn't hit me in the forehead and, like, shoot me through my patio door. But you don't have to be a genius to realize the convenience of this, like, racial tension that we're having right now on the heels of this coronavirus, on the heels of COVID-19. Where the fuck is that? On the heels of this quarantine. So we're locked up for months, and now there's riots happening. It seems a little convenient because people are, uh, tensions are higher because we've been locked up. So to add this, the race riots and people out there protesting which are, you know, there's a fine line there as well. But it makes me wonder what else is going on. Why now? Why now? Why all these riots now? And not that we don't need it. That's not what I'm saying. I think we fucking do. Sometimes, you know, 
shit has to break down for there to be a breakthrough. You guys have heard me say that shit. I learned that from my life coach, Brett Costin. That's right. I said life coach. I live in LA. That's what you get when you move here. You get a fucking life coach and a latte. That's they hand they hand it to you when you get when you cross a state line. You just get a fucking life coach and a latte, and that's how you live your life. Oat milk latte, because we don't like to hurt cows, you know. But that brings me to my next point. We're okay. We're okay with hurting black people, but not okay with hurting whales and animals and dolphins and cows and dogs. I feel like we have more organization for pet adoption than we do for s- police brutality. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. But all of that being said, I acknowledge that all of it is real and it is disgusting. And I'm happy that we're having these conversations now. Doesn't it feel like there's something else going on? Doesn't it feel kind of convenient that it's happening now? Don't we have to ask ourselves as people who benefits from us being segregated? Don't we have to at least ask that? Because somebody's benefiting. And I'm not saying there are puppets up in the sky that are controlling everything, but I do think there are like six or seven really rich white people who are, who are running things right now. I think it has to do with the banks. I'm not sure. I've read a little bit. I'm not a fucking, you know, scholar when it comes to this. I don't know it all. But from what I've read and my conversations with friends who are also reading, it feels awfully convenient that all this shit's happening now when people are already experiencing disparity and people are already losing their jobs and they're sick and they're tired and they're sick and tired and and now these protests what Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't trust it I don't trust it and I don't like it I think there's six or seven really rich white motherfuckers that are sitting back in their fancy chairs made out of camel skin with llama fur and pig eyelashes on the hand rest and they're just counting their Benjamins because these motherfuckers run the banks and the banks run the world. And I think they profit off of our segregation. I think the powers that be profit off of us being segregated. And maybe it's crazy. Maybe I smoke too much weed. Maybe I have friends who are conspiracy theorists. I could be wrong. But why now? Why are we fighting now? That's what we have to ask ourselves. But also, on the flip of that, I think leaning into this Black Lives Matter movement and what it stands for and how to dismantle the systems that are at play that have caused the uprising, like the police and, you know, companies and various things in society that exist that are segregating and that are discriminating people based on their skin color, which is a real thing. We have to start small. That's my opinion. I'm not saying that the the protesting is a bad move. I don't think it's a bad move. Look at it's around the world. All 50 states protested. That is unprecedented. They wrote Black Lives Matter right on the same street as the White House. That's pretty fucking crazy and you can see that shit from a satellite. There are pictures that astronauts took. Obviously, they had to zoom in a little bit, but you can see that fucking thing from a satellite. That's how good the satellites are. 
Our technology is more successful in its systems than our people, than our police. So we have to address that. You're probably like, oh, fuck, bitch. I wanted to listen to you talk about being high and stoned and your dogs. Well, I got to address it. I have to because it's, it's affected me emotionally. And this is my motherfucking podcast. <laughs> this is my place. This is my space. It's not a safe space. There's nothing safe about it. We have to realize that there are no safe spaces, except for your home. Your home is kind of safe, but then, you know, you walk through the room and your boyfriend leaves you in a fart cloud and you realize it's not a safe space. But this is my platform and I, I have to address it because I feel it. I literally, last week when I went to do Weeds Day, it just didn't feel right because of everything that was going on. It didn't feel right. It actually, it took me a concerted effort to bring a positive energy to weeds day and then it felt like not like a lie but it felt just a little disingenuous to be so uppity when I wasn't feeling it a hundred percent so I've got to put it someplace I am not on the road I am limited to where I can go because of this fucking quarantine that I swear we are going to find out is not how we should have handled this whole entire scenario and it was it was it did more detrimental things to our society, our economy, than anything. But there are emotions that I feel and things that I've been thinking about, and I'm driving my man nuts about it. He's like, you just got to fucking... It's like 8 a.m. Can you chill out? I'm like, did you see what Trump said today? Can you just chill out? But we have to start small. And maybe the protesting can be categorized as a smaller step, but... It doesn't feel small. It feels pretty fucking big when all 50 states are joining in. It feels pretty fucking big when we're painting things in the street that they're seeing from the stars. It feels pretty fucking big when the daughter of a man who was shot under the knee, or sorry, murdered under the knee of a cop, feels strong enough to say my daddy changed the world. That's powerful. That's big. But I do feel that while we're making big steps, we also can't forget to make smaller steps. I think smaller steps can create the lasting change. And it, it has to do with our habits as people. I, you know, I, I've, I've been listening to The Habit Loop, which is a great book, and it breaks down individual behaviors and habits and, and basically how individuals have habits and groups of people have routines. So if we can break down our individual habits, we can create a new routine for society. If we can start small, like start with, you know, those habits that individuals have in society, like when you see implicit bias, when you see people in grocery stores being racist or saying racist things, you got to nip that shit in the bud. You got to Caesar Milan that shit. We have to start saying something. We have to start holding people accountable. Your racist aunt at the table. And I realize that's hard. It's hard to change someone's habit that has been instilled in them since birth, in their parents since birth. And it go, it's generational habits. It's generational racism. Oh, she said the R word. Yeah. It's hard to break that habit. When you were taught it, when it was in your epigenetics, 
when it's flowing through your DNA, not me, I'm lucky. I come from two parents who are very open. My mom worked for the Teachers Union of Syracuse, New York, Syracuse Teachers Union, STA for years. She represented a lot of people of color, helping them get better wages, helping them find language to defend themselves and speak up for themselves and get what they deserve. My mom did a lot of work for people. And my father, I never saw color as a kid because I wasn't taught to. And I guess as you grow, you learn about labels and it's just sort of an identification process that you go through. We identify things. Labels help us map our environment. It helps our brain gauge if we're safe or not. But beyond that, labels also provide a place for racism to exist within the within the confines of, of labeling people. I, I was lucky enough. I didn't grow up with parents who felt the need to show me that's an Asian person and that's a black person, that's a Latino person. I just, they, they were just people. But I also grew up in a very integrated city. Syracuse was pretty mixed. It still is pretty culturally diverse. We have a lot of different Asians and Spanish people and black people. My high school was completely diverse. It wasn't an all-white school. We had, you know, our principal was black and a lot of our teachers were different ethnicities. So I, I feel so fortunate that I saw that from a young age because I wasn't born with racism in my mind. I wasn't born with ra- with a racist approach to people or society. And so that's where having those conversations with your aunt and your your racist aunt and your racist uncle at the dinner table can be a little fucking difficult. You know? Listen, believe me. I just because my parents weren't that way doesn't mean I didn't have family members that didn't say a lot of questionable shit. Shit that if they said in a neighborhood full of the people they're talking about, they probably wouldn't have fucking survived. <laughs> we have to start small. We have to nip implicit bias in the butt. We got to let the, you know, we got to like, we got to shut the Karens down. We got to start holding the Karens accountable and the police accountable. You know, I, I this whole defund the police is is trending. I don't know if that's the right way to go, folks. I don't know if that's the right way to fucking go. The police also police society. When there's crazy motherfuckers on bath salts, when there's drunk drivers, when there are people breaking into houses, we kind of need the police. But we also need to fix the white supremacy that exists within the police. That's apparent. That is a fact. We need to hold these fuckers accountable. And, and we have to stop protecting our own. I protect my own. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. Because the moment you as an individual sacrifice the rights of a group of people for the sake of your team is the moment everything breaks down. The moment your the values of your team, i.e. police, becomes more important than a whole entire people, that's where it fucking breaks down. So I don't have the answers. I don't claim to know everything that's going on. 
I just know that people are struggling, people are suffering and dying. So we got to do something different. We got to stop living in the fucking moment. We've had it for years, the big nap. We lived in the moment long enough. Now it's time to live in the future. For the future. Now it's time to start nipping little racist comments in the bud. Start nipping them away. But also, it's a fine line because we also have to be able to laugh at the dark shit. The harder things in society and life. We have to allow people who are artists to have a platform to express themselves for people so that you can also relate to artists and feel represented. Did I put too many letters in that word? I feel like I did. Represented? Represented? (laughs) Represented. (laughs) You guys know what I'm trying to fucking say. So uh, this is my platform. And I... I want to know, I want everyone to know that I know what's going on. I am paying attention. I'm taking my time and processing it because my whole life I've just reacted to things because I'm a comedian. That's my nature. It's how I create. So I've taken time now to sort of sit back, take a moment and consider what's going on because the reality is, um, There's more to it than meets the eye. That's all I'm saying. Just be open to that. Be open to that. Just know that there are motherfuckers profiting off of our segregation. And also know that you can help deal with the racism that exists in society by taking small steps. It's those small steps that change behavior. It changes the routine of society. So just start small. Start small, you know? And don't don't overly com- compliment black people because that's weird too. Don't be you know don't don't hey girl don't don't do all that. Don't just just defend them, help them. If you see some bitch being racist racist at the grocery store, let her know. Shut her ass down. Take away her her fucking navel oranges and her asparagus. I'm sorry, Karen. You can't fucking shop here. You can't shop here. You can't, Karen, you racist bitch. You cannot. Put the asparagus down. You're not welcome. And as a business, we need to be accountable for how we're hiring people. Stop being racist. Start looking into black people. Hey, guess what? They're talented too. You don't say, yeah, racist, Rick. I do. I do say. (laughs) Because I've grown up with them. I've worked with them for years. There are people, just like there are good and bad, white, black, Asian, Latino people, there are very talented Asian, black, Latino people. Start putting them on the fucking workforce. We got to stand up. We got to start saying shit. Got to let motherfuckers know. No, sir, you cannot ask to touch that woman's daughter's hair. It's creepy because you're a dude. And it's also unnecessary. Please, stop. God, I just want to touch your hair. Don't touch your hair. Where's the book? I got to show you the book. Is it here? I hope I have the fuck. Here we go. Right here. My girl, Phoebe Robinson. You can't touch my hair. And other things I still have to explain. This is a great book about being a black woman in America. 
Not that I am one, but check it out. This will help you. Use this as a guide. <laughs> a guide on how to not talk to black people. But also, let's just take small steps. Small steps for the future. That's all I ask. Okay? That's all I wanted to say to, for that part. Just, just a little, let, let me just have a moment to just address. <laughs> this is my state of the union. This is my stoned of the union. Uh, I am stoned. That's funny. I need to make that a segment. I'm writing it down. Stoned of the union where I will address things that are going on in society. Okay. You may not have seen me smoke, but it doesn't mean I didn't. And this is a Dr. Peluso episode. Lest we forget. Let me get into these Dr. Peluso questions that you guys asked me. I couldn't get to all of them on my IG story. So we are doing this on the podcast now every week. I will try to answer every single question you have. It may be difficult, but let's answer a couple. Julio Demon. Yikes. Uh, do you have any family in the mob or cartel? No, I don't. I don't think we could have gotten into the mob or cartel because my last name, Peluso, literally means big and hairy. Google it. It means large and hairy. We should have been in the mob considering that you're just like a big ass hairy Italian dude. But no, we, there's no, my father couldn't even handle answering a phone, a gun. Are you kidding me? His, he wouldn't have any toes left. He would have shot off all his fucking toes. <laughs> Randy 402, the astronauts that left this Jumanji world had it right. Would you ever go to this to space? I don't know, man. It seems a little fucking scary to go to outer space. I would go to outer space if I were terminal. <laughs> Is that fucked up? If I was definitely going to die, I would go. If I was sick, you know, I would go. But just to go, like on a commercial fucking flight, SpaceX style, I don't, I don't know that I have the balls. I don't even, like, this quarantine has made me such a homebody borderline agoraphobic i don't even want to go to target and that's saying a lot bitch i don't even want to go to target hello i do miss marshalls though i do fucking miss marshalls uh trophy nuts asks what is a healthy amount of times adult should drop a deuce twice a day once a day you know there's a lot of speculation on this topic i personally i'm i have a very very active system okay very, very active. I got to take my jacket off because I'm sweating. I was on my soapbox for so long. I feel, okay, I feel better now. I'm letting it all out. I'm letting it all out. I, now that we're talking about poop, I am a, a unique individual because I have such a, a fast system. I poop every time I eat. <laughs> I poop a lot, man. I poop a lot. I'm a bunny rabbit. I, I, I Every time I eat, you know, two times in the morning, I, then if I eat like a little snack, I'm letting out a couple little cute, cutesies, cutesies, like little Tootsie Rolls, teensy, teensy little Tootsie Rolls. I'm like a bunny rabbit. If you've seen my, if you see me do stand up comedy, you know, I talk about this. I poop in flight like a deer, like a woodland creature running through the woods. I am, I have a very high metabolism. So I don't claim that everyone should have that, but you should at least be going once a day. And if you're not going once a day, you need to incorporate some whole foods into your diet. Reduce the sugar, reduce the bread and the carbs, those, those 
um, you know, sugary carbs. You need to incorporate some leafy greens, motherfucker. You need some roughage. You, you need some, like, just eat some kale and celery. You, you, you need some, some stuff that has actual fiber to it. And a lot of you fuckers like to juice. Juicing doesn't do anything. I mean, it's, you, you might get some nutrients from juicing, but the fiber molecule is stripped in the juicing process, so you lose the fiber, and the fiber is what you want. That's what's going to keep you pooping. Godspeed, man. I hope you can figure your poop out. Um, Sleeners, Kathleeners. Wow. <laughs> That's a stretch of a name. Sleeners, Kathleeners. Just wanted to say I love what you and Carly spoke about George Floyd on Secret Keepers Club. I was on Carly Aquilino's fun podcast, Secret Keepers Club, and we spoke about everything that's going on. We just, we're speaking from the heart. I don't, like I said, I don't claim to know everything and I don't think I'm right. I just have to say how I feel about the situation and that could change. I think we have to allow people just to have an opinion and realize that it's okay if things change. But I stand by what I say right now for sure. Chad Stick zero zero. Let's take a shot together. You're hilarious. Quarantine. Sorry, COVID. I don't want your fucking amoebas, Chad. Are you aware of what's going on in society, Chad? There are amoebas everywhere. But maybe afterwards. Duncan da Duncan Dabs Daily. Can you get rid of a gag reflex? Am I a porn star? Why do you think I know this? Why do you think I know how to get rid of a gag reflex? You can. You absolutely can. <laughs> you absolutely can. I have not succeeded, but I have taught myself how to squirt, so I'm halfway there. I'm halfway there. I didn't go to college. I went to Google. I'm the American dream. God bless. Good luck. Godspeed. Go slow. I think if you go slow and you just... <laughs> I literally was just going to be like this. <laughs> go slow. Um, Aaron, Aaron I West, how should I quit smoking? Cold turkey. Cold turkey. No, you know what you should do? Honestly, you should read The Habit Loop because it talks about that exact thing because essentially you're addicted, but it's also become habitual. Smoking is has become a habit, so you just have to change the habit. You have to change how... It, like what your reward is from it. So if you change out a little bit of like, you know, maybe instead of putting a cigarette in your mouth, put a carrot stick. That might help. I was going to say a dick, but I didn't want to be salacious because honestly, like logistically, you can't just like put a dick in your mouth every time you want to have a cigarette. Maybe you can. If you can, try it. And if you're a straight guy and you're like gross, well, maybe you realize you're gay and you're welcome. You know, but check out the habit loop because it does offer a very digestible and lo logical approach to changing your habits and to create a new routine. So check that out. That's what I'm going to say. You should, the way you can quit smoking is by reading the habit loop. Martin White 82. Did one of your dances with a bat, did one of your dances with a Batman mask and wife's G string on failed? miserably I need to see that video you put on your wife's g-string and a batman mask and danced quarantine's fun see I doubt you would have done that if we weren't in quarantine I doubt you would have done that I doubt you would have succeeded I hope you had a good time 
Hopefully she gave you a blowjob just for the effort. I would have just for the effort. If my man did all that, I'd be like, babe, get on over here. Pull that thing out and let's let's have some fun, Batman. Let me be your Robin. Kevinette says, water-based lube or silicone? Asking for Mike Pence. <laughs> well, I think water-based is healthier. Some people have a reaction to silicone. And also, I don't know how I feel about having silicone in my coochie. I'd have to do some research. I don't know enough about that. But my gut tells me water-based sounds so much healthier. There's also weed lube which I have yet to try. I want to try some of that weed lube. If there's any companies out there that want to send me samples, send me samples. I will give a live, well, not a live review. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, it's good. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. The lube or the, or the sex, all of it. I'm, it's two, two thumbs in. I'm giving it two thumbs in. <laughs> um, dysentery Sean, wow. Why do my balls smell like honey? Really? Is that worked on any girl? Also, do they really smell like honey? That's kind of gross. See, when something that shouldn't smell sweet smells sweet, it makes me think there's a chemical imbalance. You ever like smell syrup in the air? I remember one time I was living in New York City and just outside of the tunnel, Holland Tunnel, when you get over to Jersey, it all smelled like syrup for a long ass time and it just didn't, it wasn't right. Like, it shouldn't smell like syrup unless I'm at a Waffle House or an IHOP. It, I shouldn't smell it unless I'm at the fucking Cracker Barrel at 8 a.m. Why am I smelling syrup? So your nuts smelling like honey makes me think you might have a taint infection. I suggest washing them in apple cider vinegar. Let me know how it goes. That 540 VA kid, if me, a man, nuts in a girl's butt, you spelled butt wrong, then I nut in her kitty cat emoji is that okay look there's a lot of things happening here you can't put your d in a b and then you can't put your dick in a butt and then put it in the girl's coochie that's just not sanitary and if you're doing that as a woman that's that's cat abuse that's animal abuse that's pussy abuse you can't go from from butt to cooch and back you go in one, you, sh you can go coochie to butt. That's okay. I do not recommend going coochie butt coochie. You can go CB, but don't go CBC. No CBC. Okay? And as far as nutting in her butt, congratulations. She probably loves you. So if you don't love her, let her know so she's not wasting her time. And butt sex isn't mutually exclusive with love. I'm just speaking personally. I would seriously stop putting your dick in her butt and then her coochie that ain't healthy and you are abusing you're abusing a cat do you want to be that person mikey 2985 says dr peluso why are you so fine Ooh, you flirting i am so cute so so cute so cute so cute can't handle it um my i i i'm so fine because i'm a good person i'm really a good person 5.5 michigan michigan oh <laughs> i wish you guys could see 5.5 michigander what do you find attractive in a man i get this question a lot i well we can go by my man he's he's so thoughtful he's a very thoughtful person i think when you're selfless it's a really attractive quality but you also stand up for yourself 
there's a fine line between, you know, being like a people pleaser, but also having standards for yourself. Confidence is great, but being overly confident dries my coochie up. So having a fine balance. Being funny is obviously great, but joking about everything makes it difficult to go deep. So also be vulnerable. Like girls don't mind a little bit of vulnerability. Just, you know, try and find the balance as a man to be able to be vulnerable with the woman, but also like shove her down on the bed. You know, like we kind of want to be sucker punched, but don't leave a mark. (laughs) But also communicate. We want you to fucking communicate with us. You guys are terrible at communicating. And it comes from systemic issues as well in society and how you're raised. You gotta be a man. You gotta be a fucking man. Don't cry, but why are you crying? We want you to cry, just not while you're inside of us. That's one of my standard go-tos. But I also, I like a big, strong man. I like a big, strong back, nice hands, strong, strong hands, like body hair. I think I just described Sasquatch, but that's okay, because that's hot. Uh, Kimberly Raven Pearson, hey, girl, I see you. What do I do with a guy that keeps running away and coming back? Bye, change the number, delete, block. Bye-bye. I'm not a yo-yo. Why are you yo-yoing me? Do I look like I'm somebody who wants to play with a yo-yo? Maybe you're into games. If you're a woman that's into games, get into sports. Because we need you. Get into the WNBA. It needs to become more popular. If you're into games as a woman, play field hockey, bitch. Stop playing with dick hockey. No cocky. Hockey. You know what I mean? Get into, like, actual sports. Learn how to play a team sport. Stop playing games of the heart. It doesn't end well for anybody ever. So pick up a fucking lacrosse stick. Uh, Naderade889, what's the status on those butthole candles? So funny you ask. We are working on our new butthole candles. These are the new scents. And this was the original model. And we're just working on samples. We're working on new samples. We're trying to figure out a more streamlined approach. We sold out of the first order. So the butthole candles will be up and running very soon. Thank you for asking. Uh, The Eddu butthole is a very successful um, option for you guys right here. I don't know what that means, successful option. My brain just, a total brain fart. It is a, a really good smelling candle for men and women. I wanted it, you know, it doesn't smell like a butt. It smells like vanilla and and leather, (laughs) which is kind of what my butt smells like. Remember when I said things shouldn't smell sweet? (laughs) Oh, God, I'm such a hypocritical cunt. Tim Fresh, one, thoughts on relationships after being cheated. I don't think it can work. I don't think it can work because you cheated for a reason, first of all. There's a reason why you cheated. You weren't feeling seen in the relationship, you're selfish in life, you don't know how to communicate what you want, so you'd rather get what you want and have your cake and eat it too type of scenario. Or on the other end of that, you, you're you not present in the relationship. You're not seeing what your other partner needs. Therefore, there's a lack of communication. Therefore, people go get what they need without communicating about it because Misery loves company, and it's so much easier to not talk about it, even though it's not easier because it gets messier towards the end, and uh, it just gets a little bit tricky. 
you know, I had Dr. Donahue on a couple weeks ago and he made this great point about, if you don't know Dr. Donahue, Dr. Chris Donahue, check him out. He's amazing. He's a very progressive therapist, um, licensed clinical social worker and um, a sex therapist. He says that it's easier for people to basically lie and not deal with it than it is to tell the truth and to deal with the ramifications of that. So you just have to ask yourself, are you more willing to lie or can you handle telling the truth? Because literally in cases of your relationship and in life, the truth literally will set you free. It might be harder and more difficult to tell the truth, but in the long run, it's not worth it. And I don't think relationships, this is just my own personal opinion. I don't think relationships ever go back to the same after being cheated on. I don't think it's possible unless you're open to an open relationship, but then what's the fuck? What's the fucking point? Might as well just be on the market. Might as well just be single. If you're that willing to be back in a relationship with somebody who cheated on you, fucking, fucking be single. Go get all the dick. Go get all the dick. But also do some soul searching as to why you're cheating on somebody. That's what should be done. Instead of spending the time getting back into a relationship, each individual should do some soul searching and some self-inventory on why they got cheated on and why they cheated. And then move on because they are not for you. That person's not for you. Um, Brad R. Galbraith, Galbraith asks, who cuts your hair? Who cuts my hair? Look at my hair. <laughs> It's down to my fucking ass. Nature. Nature cuts it. I haven't washed it in a week. I don't really have a hairdresser right now. Right now my hairdresser is dry shampoo. <laughs> I'm a fucking slob right now. Um, Lombardo Jess. How you doing, girl? I see you. I just got let go from my job. I'm sick over it. It's something I really enjoyed too. That's okay. Follow the path. You have two choices, to follow the path of being fired and find something new or fight for your job. Do everything you can to try and get your job back. And if you still don't get it back, then it's not meant for you. You got to change. You got to pivot. This is a time, this is a great time to do some new shit in your life, to challenge yourself, to get out of your comfort zone, to get a new job, to take some time off, to struggle a little bit, to find your next path. So you either fight for that job or you accept the fact that your life is going in a new direction and follow that. Find something new. Discover something new about yourself. It's a great opportunity to change and evolve as a human. So don't be scared or do be scared and feel it. Feel that fear because sometimes you discover some really great things about yourself on the other side of fear. So walk through that shit. Um, Adam K212 asks... Biggest annoyance. Man, right now, the biggest annoyance is probably people that are personally trying to benefit off of all of the things that are going on in society. Influencers. Fucking, look, you need, there's one Instagram page you need to follow. It's Influencers in the Wild. It shows all these Becky bitches and their lattes taking photo ops at the fucking protests in their goddamn high-heeled boots and full fucking makeup. I'm all for bitches put, getting their face beat and going to protest. But if you're getting your face beat so you can go take a picture at the protest and then take your ass home, no. 
No, 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 no. My biggest annoyance is disingenuous people and people who who are benefiting off of other people's struggle. I am not, I can't. I'm going to go into the basic waters right now and be like, I can't. I can't deal with you, Becky bitches. Becky's and Karen's are really letting me down right now. I'm related to a Karen. Care Bear. We call her Care Bear. And feel free to use that that phrase if you have a fellow Care, care Bear in your family. Um, but I, not that she is like this person I'm describing, but I don't like people who take advantage of other people's struggles for their own benefit. So next time you see one of these Becky bitches taking a photo op in a place where she doesn't belong, I give you I give you the permission to give her a cunt punt. I, I give you the permission to give her a cunt punt. <laughs> if you're like, what's a cunt punt? Go to go to find a woman who's being a Karen, i.e. calling the police on bird watching black men who are genuinely within their rights to ask you to put a fucking leash on your dog, even though you took your dog and strangled it like some sort of fucking white supremacist strangling a black person. How ironic was that? Please feel free to go right up to one of those Karens or Beckys and punt them in the cunt. In other words, kick them in the cooch. A nice kook, kook. <laughs> How ironic that I, I say kook when I'm trying to like attack racists. Go ahead, give him a nice coot punch. Kick him in the cooch. Give him a nice coot kit. Coot <laughs> Punch him in the cunt. I give you all, all rights to punch him in the cunt. Go ahead. Enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Um, let's do a little, before we get out of here, I'm glad that we did the stoned of the union. I think that's a fun scenario. I got to all of my Dr. Peluso questions. I answer a lot on my IG story, which it's still live right now. If you go, you have time to go and put your question in. I'll either answer it on my Instagram page or I will answer it on the podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to Patreon so you can see the video. It's a lot of fun. I'm so, so cute. <laughs> You're also supporting me. So thank you so much for all of my Patreons. You guys are so dope. I have a whole bunch of new subscribers that are supporting all different um, pledges. So just pick the pledge that works for you. Um, shout out to Robert Passarella. Hey, Ron Cook. We have Leanne Bryant, Antoine Agusta Agaste, Aja. Agitasi, uh, Agitasi, Agitisi, are you agitated that I can't pronounce your name? Uh, Kate Hennessy, Brett Chabaranu, Charbonaru, Char Charbonaru, JP Valenti, Vinny Irera, Valerie, just Valerie, I love that. And there's a whole bunch of different clubs. You guys can be a part of the Cannabis Christ crew. We've got High Fivers. We also have the Third Eye crew. We also have um, a couple other options for you guys. So thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you. And before we get out of here, let's do a couple Carpe DMs. My favorite segment, Carpe DMs. Let's see. This comes from, now we don't do names. We don't do names. This fella asks, can you tell me more about yourself? Uh, can you Google? <laughs> I mean, 
Can you tell me more about yourself, sir? What gives you the right to just drop into my DMs and, and ask for information? By the way, women, this is why we get abducted more than men. Because we answer questions. You don't have to answer any questions. And this is a tactic. This is a tactic. This is a tactic to get you hooked. Can you tell me more about yourself? <gasps> he wants to know more about me. He's interested in me. Yeah, bitch, so he can get you in the van and dismember you. You don't watch enough Dateline NBC. My man's like, you got to turn that off. This is, this is fogging up your, your mind and fucking with your sleep. No, it's not. It's keeping me alert in the streets. This isn't fucking up my sleep. It's keeping me alive in the streets because I'm watching these motherfuckers asking questions. This is how bitches go missing. Can you tell me more about yourself? Yeah, Google me. You'll find out everything you need to know, sir. Okay, another one. Uh, can I learn more about your background? Do you see what I'm saying? And they ask me because white bitches go missing on vacation all the time because we're nosy and we answer questions. You don't have to answer any of these questions. Yeah, also, sir, please see the answer I just gave. Google me. Google me. You want to learn more about me? Google me, please. Go ahead. Get get into the little ser the search engine and type in J-E-S-S-I-M-A-E -S -S -E space P-E-L-U-S-O. Peluso. It means big and hairy. And if you Google me, you'll learn about that. Um, one more here. See, this is how this is how you get noticed. I want to be your John Stamos. See, he 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 did his own research. This is why this works. He didn't ask me a question. He didn't send me a dick pic. He also complimented me in a sense that I know he's done some research. He knows that I'm obsessed with John Stamos. And he just lays it out there. I want to be your John Stamos. And it could just mean that I, I appreciate him from afar. Or it can mean that I'm in the bushes trying to see if him and Caitlin are having an argument so I can show up with muffins conveniently timed. <laughs> and swoop in and swoop in and be a shoulder to cry on but the answer to your question is no only John Stamos can be my John Stamos you know that motherfucker you know that because you googled you know you tried you tried I appreciate you but the answer is no it's a big fat no for me but a big fat yes yes because we made it another fucking day another fucking day we did it so what are you gonna do with today what are you gonna do with it because it's not guaranteed. We know that now. We can no longer live in the fucking moment. It doesn't serve society. It doesn't serve future generations. There's got to be a balance. We got to start with those small steps. Start nipping racism in the bud. Start nipping it. Nip it, nip it, nip it. Whether it's your aunt, the bitch at the grocery store, some bitch on a walk in the park, a cop, a cop's holding other cops accountable let's do it together support support your friends my girl phoebe robinson check out her book you can't touch my hair it's it's fantastic and you guys honestly i really i know i say this probably every episode but i really appreciate you i appreciate you listening i appreciate you leaving reviews good or bad even though I still think you should just DM me your bad reviews so you give me an option and an opportunity to learn and take your constructive criticism and put it to play allow me that opportunity or go get a fucking podcast 
If you're the type of person that wants to leave a negative review, you're missing an opportunity to take that review, put it through your mouth, into the airwaves. Okay, sir? But I really do appreciate you guys. This podcast has been keeping me alive through this time. I don't have a platform. I can't be on a stage right now. So hopefully that changes soon. But who knows? Who knows? It could be 2022 and I've grown a beard and I'm like, fuck it. We should burn down the White House. I'm just kidding. Please don't shoot me. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Stranger fucking things. So wake up. If you do wake up, do something with your day that has nothing to do with you. That's how we start to make small changes. We need to change our individual habits so that we can create a new routine for society. And I hope the new routine for society is true equality, is giving people opportunities to succeed in their own endeavors. Not that we shouldn't have some struggles because struggles are the things that help us overcome and achieve what we want to achieve and achieve those bigger goals. But still, I think we have to get rid of this systemic racism that exists and give people opportunities so they can also achieve something wonderful in life. I think that's a fair, a fair endeavor for all of us. So I I hope you guys are living. I hope you're surviving. Fuck that. I try and change my language. I hope you're thriving through this time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing, sharing, uh, sending me messages. I try and get to all the messages I can. You guys are so supportive. And um, thank you to the one fellow who asked. Well, he didn't ask. He wanted to be my John Stamos. But as we all know, only Johnny Boy can be my John Stamos. (sighs) I wonder if my vibrator is charged. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.